New recording. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, we're we're gonna go to Deuteronomy uh, this morning, and I want to pick up uh, in oh. Uh, remember, I tell you this right off the bat. You, you, I know everybody here knows this, but remember Deuteronomy. This book records Moses' address. So this was a big speech. Like we we just had some speeches this week, you know, of course, from our president, whatever. It records Moses' address to the people of Israel when they were camped at the valley of this, 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 this. They're not in the promised land yet. Okay. It actually gives you a date. It was on February 15th, 40 years after they left Mount Horeb. In other words, it, that's, that's Egypt, basically. Now, Mount Horeb was really, you know, it's, it's not in Egypt, but they were there in a month and a half after they got through the Red Sea. Okay, so um, it's, a, it's a big speech. It's a recap of everything that took place in those 40 years. And I want us to go all the way over here to, uh, we're going to start in, in, 20, in 29 here. Notice it says here in 29.1, it says, uh, on the, It was on the plains of Moab that Moses restated the covenant that the Lord had made with the people of Israel at Mount Horeb. He summoned all Israel before him and told them, Okay, now, I'm just setting the stage for this. I'm going to back up just a little bit here. The 28th chapter is a pile of blessings and curses here. You say, what's all that? Well, if you back up, notice, look at this, because this is what we've been looking at in, in Joshua. They did this in the book of Joshua. So this is where Moses said, do it. Okay. And this is going to be, remember, Moses is fixing to die. 40 years have already gone by. So this was within five years of uh, when this happened. This is Deuteronomy 27. Then Moses and the elders of Israel gave the people these further instructions to obey. When you cross the Jordan River, look at this. And go into the promised land, and they did, a land flowing with milk and honey. We need, we need to remind ourselves of that. God did not call us to a desert in our life. This phrase is used relating to Christians in the book of Hebrews. The promised land. Okay, anyway. Take out the boulders from the river bottom. <gasps> you read that the other day, Richard. Yeah, see, they were told to do this. Take out the boulders from the river bottom. How are they going to do that? It's split. And immediately pile them into a monument on the other side at Mount Ebal. Okay. Face the stones with a coating of lime and then write the laws of God. That's what Joshua did. He didn't just all of a sudden have an epiphany. No. He had been reading like you and I are. All right. And build an altar there to the Lord your God. Use uncut boulders. That's exactly what Joshua said do. Okay. All right. So let me skip ahead just a little bit. Oh... Okay, here we go. So down to verse 12. When you cross into the promised land, the tribes of Simeon, Levi, Judah, Isker, Joseph, Benjamin shall stand on Mount Gerizim to proclaim a blessing. And the tribes of Reuben, Gad, Asher, Zebulun, Dad, and Naphtali shall stand on Mount Ebal to proclaim a curse. Wow, the SEC split. Six, six football teams here and six over here. Then the Levites, oh, they're going to stand in the middle. Uh, standing between them shall shout to all Israel. Look at this. The curse of God be upon you if you raise your voice when you shouldn't have and you do something ugly. No, it's about idols and worshiping other gods. Remember, there's always a sacrifice. And when you sin, you can have a sacrifice. You could go to the priest and say, hey, look, I blew it. And you got your sacrifice. It is a, you know, it's a sin offering. Okay, but there was one every day anyway. Look at the danger here. All right, so if you make an idol, even in secret, whether carved of wood, made from molten metal, for, for these handmade gods are hated by the Lord. And all the people shall say, Amen. <laughs> Cursed is anyone who despises father and mother. And the people will reply, Amen. Okay. Cursed is he that moves the boundary marker between his land of his neighbors. And all the people shall reply, Amen. Cursed is, okay, who takes advantage of a blind man. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Look at these great things. 
That's the reason downtown Washington, D.C., all the buildings and stuff are ordained. Are, they're just ornated with a bunch of stuff from Moses in the Old Testament. Yeah, okay. Anyway, cursed anyone who has sexual intercourse with an animal. Everybody said, amen. All right. Cursed who has intercourse with his sister, whether she be full or half. You know, okay, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so uh, that's 27. 28 is the greatest chapter that most Christians have heard so much about. Blessed in the city, blessed in the field. Da, da, da. So this is all that declaring back and forth. All right. Now, at the end of those curses, here's where we pick up. Here's what I want you to see. Now, this doesn't go but till the end of... I think it's chapter 31, but watch what happens. Moses is fixing to go home to be with the Lord. It was on the plains of Moab that Moses restated the covenant that the Lord had made with the people of Israel at Mount Hor. He summoned all the people before him and told them, you have seen with your own eyes. Look at this. Now, of course, this is fables. It can't be. You saw the great plagues and mighty miracles the Lord had brought upon Pharaoh and his people in the land of Egypt. Dolly. That's the reason we're supposed to count your blessings, name them one by one. Remind yourself of what the Lord's done. Okay, just, just do that. Okay. But even the Lord hasn't given you... Uh, hang on a second. Let's see. Yeah. Okay. But even yet the Lord hasn't given you eyes, uh, hasn't given your hearts that... Back up. Slow down. But even yet the Lord hasn't given you hearts that understand or eyes that see or ears to hear. For 40 years. Look at this. Oh my gosh. This is stated in the book of Psalms too. Which is 1,500 years later. 40 years God led you through the wilderness... Yet your clothes haven't become old. Now, wait a minute. We can use some of that. I just bought a brand new Vespa or whatever. I just bought this. and It's nice to know God will keep your stuff. I don't believe it, Richard. Well, ask yourself personally by yourself why you don't believe that God would take care of your stuff. Most of the time it's because we're telling ourselves he's never there. He's not there anyway. It's just a myth. This is no myth. One day we're all going to stand before the Lord. It's real. It's appointed unto man once to die. Remember that? And after that, what you do with your life, Richard? Well, let me just sum it up by saying, I need Jesus to save me. You know, that's all I'm going to say, you know. And in that, the scripture says, in the day of, in the day of judgment, I'll have boldness. Because there's nothing I could do to earn it anyway, you know. Anyway, here we go. For 40 years, God led you to the wilderness, yet your clothes haven't become old. Look at this. And your shoes haven't wore out. The reason, look at this. The reason he hasn't let you settle down and grow grain for bread and, and grapes for wine and strong drink. Oh, no, we can't have that. Why did he say it? It's not going to kill you. Good grief. Anyway. Is so that you would realize that the Lord it is now that it is the Lord, it is the Lord your God who has been caring for you. So you got to get that out of your mind that God does not care about me. And remember, this was six thousand people, just the soldiers, just the men coming out of Egypt. Well, no, actually, it was it was one point five million. That's the six the six million. I like to say all of Atlanta was everybody. Look what he says. When we came here, this was just a few weeks ago. Not me. A few weeks during this address, Moses, matter of fact, all the generals, if you read it, the story, the generals came to, came to Moses with some extra offerings. Hey, uh, we want to give some more offerings. And Moses said, why? Uh, I'm General so-and-so. I'm General Patton. And I just, want to, I just want to be the first to say we didn't lose a man. They didn't lose a single soldier. Whoa. We could use that. 
Somehow, someway, you can relate that to your personal life. Didn't lose a soldier? Where's God when you need him? It's all about going to heaven. No, it's not. It's about right down here and here and now. Anyway, when we came to King Sahan, Heshbon, and King Og of Bashan, they came out against us in battle. Look at that. Didn't last long. We destroyed them. Yes. Ah, took their land and gave it to Reuben and Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh. That land was so fantastic. These, those three guys, three, three tribes, didn't want to go to the promised land. They just took it. It's like somebody giving you their brand new car, their brand new house. No payments. Therefore, obey the terms of this covenant. Look at that. So that you will prosper in everything you do. Boy, I'm so glad I've learned that Jesus is a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week help in my life. Anyway, and I'm grateful to him. All of you, your leaders, your people, your judges, your administrative officers are standing today before the Lord along with your, no, they're in the nursery. They can't understand this. Baloney, baloney. They knew every bit of it. Kids are a lot smarter than you think, just like your dogs. Your dogs know what you're trying to say. That's <laughs> the reason you look at them sometimes. They get up and they go somewhere. I didn't even say anything. They know. <sighs> Remember, Jesus got mad at the disciples when they were trying to bring those kids in there. He said, whoa, you hold on. And he picked one of them up, put them in his lap. And he said, unless you become like these guys, you ain't getting in. <laughs> oh, man. And then he said, if you ever offend one of these little ones, you might as well have concrete blocks around you and thrown in the lake. All right, here we go. Along with your little ones, your wives and foreigners that are among you, those who chop your wood and carry your water, you are standing here to enter a contract with Jehovah your God, a contract he's making with you today. Hello, the same thing Joshua said in the end of that book, 24. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And he was asking him if he was getting old. He said, what y'all going to do? <laughs> and they go, we're going to serve the Lord. Well, they did for a little while. Here we go. He wants to confirm you today as his people and confirm that he is your God. Isn't that neat? God wants to know you think he's your God. Man, tell him. Just as he promised your ancestors, these old guys, they've been gone for 500 years. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This contract, look at this. This contract, remember we just read 28, is a mass volume of curses and a mass volume of blessings. And it has to do with your body, has to do with your kids, has to do with all of your life. Boy, the curse in there talks, I used to use it so much teaching healing. You know, there's one verse in there that says, if there is a disease that's not even listed yet, that disease will come on you. Because see, that's a cop out sometimes. Well, there was not cancer back in the day of Jesus, so therefore Jesus doesn't heal cancer today. That's so idiotic. Mm -mm. He'll heal you no matter what it is. Yeah, here we go. So this contract is not with you alone. Excuse me, this contract is not with you alone as you stand before me this day, but for all future generations of Israel. Yeah, now don't say, well, I'm not Israel. No, Jesus, we already found out in Galatians, written to people who aren't Jews. He said, if you are Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. You're an Israelite, but believe me, you are. Surely you remember, boy, what a, oh, God, we don't. We, sometimes we just flat forget. Anyway, surely you remember how we lived in the land of Egypt and how, uh, and how was, uh, excuse me, and how as we left, we, look at this, we came safely through the territory of the enemy nations. It wasn't like a, just a romp in the park. I mean, it was what Jesus was protecting them, but there were snakes, scorpions and stuff, and there were other nations that hated them. 
If you remember when they first crossed the Red Sea, all of a sudden, remember when they had to have, uh, Moses was lifting up the rod, his arms were getting tired. And Joshua was over here, they supported his arms because the Amorites were trying to beat the crap out of them. But nope, Israel knocked them out. Anyway, and you've seen, look at this, and you have seen their heathen idols made of wood, silver, stone, gold. Okay, the day that any of you, look how serious this is, is he crazy? Yeah, but Richard, I just, I just have a lucky rabbit's foot. It just helps. Before I go into any meeting at work, I always whip up that. You better watch that. But Richard, I, I love my horoscope because I've done a little research and the ancients used to look to the sun. Oh, my God. God warns the Israelites of that. Hey, here we go. Boy, the day you guys pull that rabbit's foot out and start saying, oh, I need you, rabbit's foot, give me this... <laughs> Why would you do that? I love what B.A. Barakas on the A-team said to oh, Murdoch when he had his lucky rabbit's foot. He headed out. And B.A. Barakas, you know, he said, because Murdoch's saying, this is great. This is going to help us. B.A. Barakas, a great black guy. He's a great Christian, too. He says, he said it wasn't too lucky for that rabbit. <laughs> Whack it, cut it out. I thought that was a great. And, you know, Isaiah says the same thing. He talks, he's making fun of these idols. And, and you know, whatever. Okay, he says, The day that any of you, man, woman, tribe of Israel, begin to turn away from the Lord your God and desire to worship these other gods, that day a root will be planted and will grow bitter and poisonous fruit. <gasps> Uh-oh. Really? Keep going. Let no, blith- let no one blithely think when he hears the warnings of this curse, I'll prosper even though I walk in my own stubborn way. Uh-uh. Notice he didn't say if you, it, th- that he's all hot and bothered because you told a lie. No. For the Lord will not pardon. His anger and jealousy will be hot against that man. And all, oh, whoa, all these curses in this book shall lie heavily upon him. And the Lord will blot out his name under heaven. Well, think about it. He didn't want Jesus anymore. I got this thing covered. The Lord will separate that man from all the tribes of Israel to pour out upon him all the curses which are recorded in his book that befall to any of those who break them. What I would do is I'm going, so that's the guy who gets the curses. Go back and read those curses and see if any of that's happening to you and say, Lord, I'm under a contract. I'm free from this. And you watch it goes away. Because the Lord says, that's right. That's not any of yours. I'll take care of that. Yes. Then your children and generations to come and the foreigners that pass by from distant lands shall see the devastation. See, that's what happened to Israel during the days of the kings. They all lost it to Nebuchadnezzar. When Nebuchadnezzar got there, he said, you know, he told Jeremiah this. He said, you know why Israel lost all this? And Jeremiah said, yeah, the Lord put all this on Israel because they're worshiping other gods. And Nebuchadnezzar said, that's right. Anyway, then later on, Nebuchadnezzar gets big-headed, but then he, gets, he straightens it out too. You read that in Daniel. Then your children, generations, okay, they'll see, they'll, they will see that uh, the whole land is alkali and salt and burned over in wasteland, unsown, without crops. Now, remember, we're in the book of what? Deuteronomy. Without a charrette of vegetation, just like never happened. Listen, it happened, and guess what? There were two more cities. Look at that. Adma and Zeboam. We have record of these two in the book of Genesis, chapter 19. Destroyed by the Lord in his anger. Go read that story. I mean, man, these stupid, these stupid, man. The men of that town, all homosexuals. 
They send those men out so we can rape them. Oh, God. And then Lot, of all things, he says, Brothers, don't do this. I have two daughters that I'll... You have two daughters? You will what? I'll send these two daughters out and you can do what you want to with them, but don't mess with these angels. God, she. Why, why has the Lord done this to his land? The nations will ask. Why is he so angry? He just had a bad day. No, they don't want Jesus, so okay. In other words, if you confess me before men, I'll confess you before my Father in heaven. They don't work the other way around. If you deny Jesus, he's going to deny you. And they'll be told because the people of this land broke the contract I made with them by Jehovah, the God of their ancestors, when he brought them out of the land of Egypt, which never happened. Oh, it's it too. For they worshiped other gods, violating his express command. That's why the anger of the Lord was so hot against this land, so all his curses, which are recorded in this book, broke forth upon them. Now, you know what's funny is, this hadn't happened yet. Moses is warning them. Look what he says. I'm I'm trying to hurry. We're going to get through this. It's quick. In great anger, the Lord rooted them out of the land, threw them into another land where they still live today. There are secrets that the Lord God has not revealed to us, but these words that he has revealed to us uh, are revealed are for us and his children to obey forever. Okay. When all these things have happened to you, the blessings and the cursings, I've listed you will meditate upon them as you're living among other nations where the Lord your God has driven you. Hello, Esther. Hello, Nehemiah. Hello, what's uh, anyway, uh, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, and Daniel. Wow. If at that time, look at this. You mean there's hope? There's always hope. If at that time you want to return to the Lord and you and your children have begun wholeheartedly to obey all the commandments I've given you today, then the Lord your God will rescue you from your captivity just like he did in Egypt. He will have mercy upon you and come and gather you out of all of the fallen nations. I wonder if there's a nation of Israel out there today. A hello there is from where he scattered you. Though you are at the ends of the earth, he will go and find you and bring you back to the land of your ancestors. No wonder he's called a shepherd. Okay. You shall possess the land again. He will do you good and bless you even more than he did your ancestors. That's what you should be looking at today and tomorrow and the next day. Don't be saying, well, it's the end of the world. There'll be wars and this and this. There's also eating and drinking and people are getting married. Anyway, he'll cleanse your hearts and the hearts of your children and your children's children so that you will love the Lord your God with all your hearts and souls and Israel shall come alive again. That's just you. Do you see don't worry about your kids? You worship the Lord. Anyway, if you return to the Lord, obey all his commandments that I command you today, the Lord your God will take his curses and turn them against your enemies, against those who hate you and persecute you. The Lord God will... You know, I'm getting a little tired of him saying stuff that we know in the Bible Belt. It's not true. Wait a minute. It's our Bible Belt problem. It's not God's problem. The Lord will prosper everything you do and will give you many children, much cattle, and wonderful crops. Praise God. The Lord God will again rejoice over you as he did your fathers. It's our fault if we want to believe in condemnation. It's so silly. He will rejoice if you but obey the commandments written in the book of the law. And if you turn uh, to the Lord your God with all your hearts and soul. Now remember Jesus wrapped all this up with one commandment. Just love the Lord your God with all your heart. And do unto others as, uh, you know, uh, as you'd have to do unto you. He said that's the whole law right there. You know. Anyway. Now watch this. 
Obeying these commands is not something beyond your strength and reach. For these laws are not in a far heavens, so distant that you can't hear them to obey them, and no one, and with no one to bring them down to you. You know, that's a, that's a verse that's quoted in Romans chapter 10. The word is nigh thee in thy mouth and in their heart. That's where Paul got that from. Anyway, nor are they beyond the ocean so far that no one can bring their message. But they are very close at hand. They're in your hearts and lips to obey. You know, look today. I have set before you life and death. Depending on whether you obey or disobey. I've commanded you today to love the Lord your God. See, that's what it is, is loving the Lord your God. What's the greatest commandment they ask Jesus? To love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Anyway, I've commanded you to love the Lord your God and to follow his paths, keep his laws, so that you will live and become a great nation, and so that the Lord your God will bless you and the land you're about to possess. Look how, it's not just going to heaven. Never has been. Okay. If your hearts turn away and you won't listen, and if you're drawn away, there it is, to worship other gods. Oh, what a terrible day. Then I declare to you this day, you'll surely perish. And you will, look at that. You will not have a long life and a a long and good life in the land you're going to possess. All this stuff about this is my cross to bear. That is so baloney. Jesus bore that cross. The cross you bear is you died with him. You put the nails in your hand. You don't... So much psychology in the church today. Just ridiculous. Look at this. I call heaven and earth to record, to witness against you today. I've set before you life or death, blessing or cursing. Choose. He gives us a hint here. (laughs) Choose the Lord your God and to obey him and cling to him. Look at that. For he is your life and he'll take you to heaven. That's all. No. And the length of your days. Get rid of those fears of dying from cancer. Get rid of those fears of dying in a car wreck. Anyway, he said, look at that. And you will be able to live safely in the land. The Lord your God's promised your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Boy, so many times I, I use these things when I get full of fear, when I'm trying to fix the takeoff an airplane, you know. I'm thinking, I do pretty good with my mechanics and my home improvement stuff, you know. But I've never had to anchor that engine on that wing right there. <laughs> I hope those... Hope that, I remember I told you one time I saw duct tape on the wing from from the flight coming out of Atlanta. I, it was just flapping right there. I thought, I mean, the duct tape. I thought that is duct tape. Uh, praise God, I'm blessed. Anyway, after Moses said these things to the people of Israel, he told them, "I'm now 120 years old. I'm no longer able to lead you, for the Lord has told me I shall not cross the Jordan." Now, before we get any further, look what was most important. He's fixing to die. What he just said. That is the most, it's the closing remarks, okay? But the Lord himself will lead you and will destroy the nations living there, and you shall overcome them. How does he know? Oh my gosh, how could you not know? Okay, he's already done. Joshua is your new commander, as the Lord has instructed. The Lord will destroy the nations living in the land, just as he did those two. These were big kingdoms, Sihon and Og. Look at that. The kings, they're those kings of the Amorites I mentioned. Look at that. The Lord will deliver over to you the people living there. You shall destroy them as I commanded. Be strong. Be courageous. Don't be afraid of them. For the Lord your God will be with you. He'll never forsake you. He'll never fail you nor forsake you. Now we hear this opening comments before they take up a major offering a lot of times. The Lord your God is with you. And they don't hear all the background stuff. So it's real hard to go, okay, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know he's going to be with me. (laughs) 
if you read the history and the stuff behind it, you'll be like, oh, I got it. He is with me. Okay, I don't have to strain. Then Moses called for Joshua. Oh, bring him up. He said, all Israel watched. Be strong, be courageous, for you shall lead the people into the land promised by the Lord your uh, Lord of, to their ancestors, by the Lord to their ancestors. See to it that they conquer it. Don't be afraid, for the Lord will go with you and multiply with you. He shall not fail nor forsake you. Then Moses wrote out the laws he had already delivered to the people. Oh my God, that took him forever. No, it was not that long. It's not that long. Uh, he gave them to the priests, the sons of Levi, who carry the ark containing the Ten Commandments. Moses also gave copies of the laws to the elders. Now, why did he do that? Well, you ought to be reading it. That's why he did it. The Lord commanded that these laws be read to all the people at the end of every seventh year, the year of release, the festival of tabernacles, when all Israel would assemble before the Lord the sanctuary. Now, that's going to be impossible. No, it wouldn't. In 30 minutes, we covered a quarter of the book of Deuteronomy. And I think they just read Deuteronomy. Okay. Call them together, the Lord instructed, men, women, and children, foreigners living among you, to hear the laws of God and learn His will, so that they will reverence the Lord your God and obey His laws. This is what Nehemiah did when they, after Nebuchadnezzar, 70 years, they came right back. Nehemiah made a wooden pulpit, stood up there, started to read it. Everybody started crying. And that's where that famous verse came in. Oh, what is it? Uh, the joy of the Lord is your strength. They were crying. They were going, oh, God, we have not been letting the Lord be Lord. Oh, we're in trouble. And the priest and everybody running around through the crowd going, it's not a time to be crying. We all come back to the Lord. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Wow. It didn't look like it was a good, it looked like to me it was a time to cry. But God said, no, you came back. All right, call them together, the Lord instructed. Look at this, here we are again. Get those kids out of that daycare. Men, women, children, foreigners, living to hear the laws of God and learn his will so that you will reverence the Lord your God and obey his laws. Do this so that your little ones who have not known these laws will hear them. Hello, Sunday school. Praise God. But it needs to be all Sunday school all the time. And learn how to revere the Lord your God as long as you live in the promised land. <sighs> then the Lord said to Moses, The time has come when you must die. Summon Joshua. <laughs> this is serious. Summon Joshua and, and come into the tabernacle where I can give him his instructions. Wow. So Moses and Joshua came and stood before the Lord. Remember, this is the tent structure, the ark and everything right there. He appeared to them in the great cloud at the tabernacle entrance. And Moses said... Uh, excuse me, and said to Moses, you shall die and join your ancestors. After you're gone, these people will begin worshiping for... Look at... Oh, whoa! Yeah, well, it's what happened. After you die, they're going to start worshiping these other gods. They'll forget me and break the contract I've made with them. My anger, yeah, it's going to flare out against them and I'm going to abandon them, hiding my face from them and they'll be destroyed. Terrible trouble will come upon them so that they will say, God is no longer among us. Yeah, that is right. Good grief. That's where you get the word uh, back when King Saul, the first King Samuel, first Samuel chapter 1, Ichabod, yeah. The Philistines came over and they stole the ark. They hauled it off. Hey, look what we got. I will turn away from them because of their sins of worshiping other gods. Quit thinking anything you do is so devastating. The only thing devastating to you is the temptation to leave Jesus. Don't worry about that. Now write down the words of this song. Well, I don't feel like singing. <laughs> you better. Teach it to the people of Israel as my warning to them. When I brought them into the land, promised their ancestors a land flowing with milk and honey. And when they've become fat and prosperous, what? Yeah. 
Oh, but then they worship other gods and, des- and despise me and break my contract. And great disasters come upon them. Then this song will remind them of the reason of their woes. Oh, amazing grace. Can you imagine if we all decided to just punt Jesus and we all lost our nation we were gone? Do you think amazing grace would probably come across your mind? Yeah, it would. Well, that's all this is about. He's going to give them a little song here. We're going to stop. Can't quite get to the very end, but anyway. Anyway, but he said, this song uh, will live from generation to generation. I know even now, before they enter the land, what these people are like. So on that very day, Moses wrote down the words of this song, and he taught it to Israel. Do, 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 do. Here we go. And then Joshua char- then he charged Joshua, the son of Nun, to be strong and courageous. He said to him, you must bring the people of Israel into the land the Lord God promised them. For the Lord God says, I'll be with you. Notice how many times we've heard this, be strong and be courageous. That's because everybody in the promised land was like, you know, and you, but, and you had to know, I don't care how big you are, the battle begins in a minute and the Bible already said, God already says, you're mine. It worked. When Moses finished writing down all the laws that were recorded in the book, remember he said he was going to do that, he instructed the Levites who carried the ark containing the Ten Commandments to put this book of law beside the ark as a solemn warning to the people of Israel. Okay, so he put a book right next to it that he wrote. For I know how rebellious and stubborn you are, Moses told them. Even today, while I'm still here with you, you are defiant rebels against the Lord. How much more rebellion will be after my death? Now summon all the elders, officers of your tribe, so that I can speak to them and call heaven and earth to witness against them. I know that after my death you will utterly defile yourselves and turn away from God, His commandments. In the days to come, evil shall crush you, and you will do what the, uh, for you will do what the Lord says is evil, making Him very angry. Then Moses recited this entire song to the assembly uh, of Israel. Well, sorry, let's catch part of this. Here's the song. Listen, O heavens and earth. Listen to what I say. Music, 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 whatever. Okay. My words shall fall upon you like the gentle rain and dew. Remember, you would have had this by heart. The rain upon the tender grass, like showers on the hillside. I will proclaim the greatness of the Lord, how glorious He is. Look at this. He is the rock. His work is perfect. Everything He does is just and fair. He's faithful without sin. But Israel has become corrupt, corrupt, smeared with sin. They no longer His. They are stubborn, twisted generation. Is this the way you treat Jehovah? Yeah, and you're singing this. Oh, man. You'd be, you'd be remembering it. Man, I blew it here. Oh, foolish people, is God not your God? Has he not created you? No, it's evolution. <laughs> God. Anyway, uh, has he not established you, made you strong? Remember the days of old. Ask your father, the older men. They'll tell you about it. When God divided the world upon the nations, he gave them each a supervising angel. What? Yeah, he appointed none for Israel, for Israel was God's own personal possession. Look at this. God protected them in the howling wilderness as though they were the apple of his eye. He spread his wings over them. Even as an eagle overspreads her young, she carries them upon her wings. Yeah, buddy. As the Lord does his people. When the Lord, now don't forget, every sparrow that falls, God knows about, Jesus taught us. It's amazing. Anyway. When the Lord alone was leading them, they were living without foreign gods. God gave them fertile hilltops. Excuse me. Yeah. When the Lord alone was leading them. Okay. They, look what they had. They had fertile hilltops, rolling fertile fields, uh, honey from the rock, olive oil from the stony ground. He gave them milk and meat, choice Bashan rams and goats, the finest of wheat. They drank sparkling wine. Oh, brother. But Israel was overfed. Yes, fat, bloated. Then in plenty, they, there's where they blew it. 
I can do without reading my Bible. I don't need this. They shrugged away the rock of their salvation. Israel began to follow, well, good grief, other gods. Jehovah was very angry. He was jealous of his people. They sacrificed to heathen gods, new gods, never before worshipped. Boy, they're trying to be like number one, weren't they? They spurned the rock, look at that, who made them, forgetting it was God who had given them birth. God saw what they were doing and detested it. His sons and daughters were insulting him. He said, okay, buddy. I'll abandon them, see what happens to them now, for their stubborn, faithless generation. They have made me very jealous with their idols, which are not gods at all. Now I, in turn, will make them jealous by giving my affections. Look at that. I'll give them to the Gentile nations. My anger was kindled a fire, burns to the depths of the world, consuming the earth and all its crops, setting its mountains on fire. I will heap uh, evil upon them and shoot them down with my arrows. I will, you know, I, can you see this is not for us? Praise the Lord. And it goes on and on. We better stop. But anyway, good grief. You can, you can see. But anyway, nonetheless, they're going to turn. He's going to tell them you can turn. She. Look at this. It says, verse 39, Do you see alone that I am God? I kill, I make alive, I wound, I heal. No one delivers from my power. Praise God. And that I wet my lightning, so, uh, lightning of my sword and I hurl punishments at my enemy. But see, that's not for you and I. It's not. Never has been. Wow. Anyway, when, Joshua, when Moses and Joshua had recited all the words of the song to the people, Moses made these comments. Meditate upon these laws I've given you. Pass them to your children. These laws are not mere words. Look at that. They are your life. Any reason why we're here this morning? Reason we're here? Reason Jesus called us? It, it, it's just life. Anyway, next chapter he passes on. It goes to 33, whatever it is. That's the last. I, matter of fact, I used chapter 33 when Fred Halbrader died. I knew this story so well. I read this up here and I said, well, I'm not saying Fred Halbrader is Moses, but I said it works for all of us no matter what. We love Jesus, you know. Anyway, Father, we just thank you for your word today. We thank you. If we're not feeling good, praise God, it's covered under that blessing and curse. We're free from that. You just take care because we serve you only. We're not going to run from you. We're not going to say it was the works of our own hands and just claim we got lucky or something. No. So take care of our bodies, Lord. Same thing's true financially. Take care of us. You said you'd prosper everything we do. And Lord, if we got some sort of problem we're facing today, hey, what's different than the promised land? We got to go in there. We got to be strong and courageous. So we're strong and courageous knowing that you'll get us out of whatever problem we face right now. And Lord, that doesn't leave anything left up to, up to us to keep details and tell others about the great things you've done for us as we tell them about Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, we only went 34 minutes. Okay, that was